You're listening to the Embrace Simplified Podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, this is the last podcast of the year. Welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. I'm so glad you guys were here this year. Wow, it's we're coming up on 50 episodes and almost a full year of doing the podcast. And I have never felt so clear on the type of content that I want to bring you in the next year. The guest lineup is amazing in 2022. And I'm so, so proud of what we're building. As always, I love to hear your feedback and any guest requests that you have. I love getting those messages too. I hope that you guys are enjoying some downtime, maybe listening to this with, you know, those tree lights on, or I don't know, maybe the kids are doing something quiet and you get to pretend you're cleaning or folding laundry or hiding out with a hot coffee, whatever your thing is. I thought this would be a great time for us to share, well, really about decluttering and organizing our lives, our calendars, our schedules, and our homes as we head into the new year. So that's what we're going to share today. My interview is with Brie from Well Placed. And Brie is like OG organizer, you guys. Like she's been doing this for over 12 years. She lives in the GTA and she also spends some of her time out in Prince Edward County where I am. And Brie has worked with individuals, tons of busy moms. She's also specializes in working with people that have had brain injuries. And she has also worked corporate. So doing like office organizing and helping people organize their space at work, which I think is amazing. What a beautiful gift to give the people in your workplace or even just the people on your team. I know we have a lot of leaders here listening. What an amazing gift, bringing somebody in to help them set up for their year or maybe coming into their home if they're in home offices. Like, what are the processes, calendars, meetings, and even just like file systems that they have? And how could you help them to make that better to be more productive in 2022? I absolutely love that angle of her business. So Bree's been doing this for a really long time. Before that, she was in politics. And I always love a good right turn and career. So yeah, she started this and she absolutely loves it. She's super passionate about it. She can come into your home and work with you. She also has a ton of online programs. When you're making these kind of shifts and you're decluttering your space or you're organizing your life, one of the things that's so powerful for making like really impactful, consistent change is a group that can hold you accountable. And that's what she offers in her online program. So she's going to share more about that. But definitely, if things aren't loaded on her website when this episode airs, I know they're going to be out in January. 
And there's so many ways to work with her at so many different price points. Her online programs are very affordable. And I think you guys are going to love meeting Bree. So let's just dive in and get to know more about her. She's got some great tips for us today. Guys, I'm really excited for you to meet Bree today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So Bree's company is called Well Placed. And okay, the weirdest like roundabout way that I can share with you that I how I met Bree was years ago in another lifetime when Kirsty was making cupcakes for everybody. <laughs> there was this like wonderfully supportive group of women that was constantly ordering cupcakes from me and they introduced me to Bree. I remember because I dropped off cupcakes at this epic 40th birthday that you had for your husband. Yeah, the amazing race birthday party. <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, who planned this party? And then I was like, oh, it's all making sense to me. She's like in the details and the organizing. And it was a beautiful event. Okay, so we want to hear all about well-placed. And because of the time of year, we're all into like decluttering and simplifying and all the things. But first, I want to hear how you got into this. Like, because you've had this business for a really long time. Yeah, it's, uh, we're coming on 10 years in February. I can't believe it. Yeah. So it's interesting because I've always, my whole life, everyone's always said, oh my God, you're so organized. Oh my God, you're such a great planner. Oh my God, I, you know, can you organize my space? Can you do this <laughs> for me? But my life track was totally going a different way. Uh, I worked in politics, which was fabulous, fun, fast paced very busy. And I I spent a lot of time somewhat doing organizing for seniors. So I spent a lot of time helping them, finding what they needed, finding them homes, finding them support systems. And I loved it. And when I was off with my girls, my children are now, oh my goodness, 16 and 18. So I was off on maternity leave. And during that time, I'm a very busy person. I like to keep busy. So I was helping friends you know, organize their homes for having their kids at home and like things like that, getting their closet decluttered. So they had room for stuff for their family, their growing family. So surprisingly, I, I, I just fell in love with doing what I was doing. And so my mom actually met somebody who organized offices for a living and she met her and she's like, Oh my God, this good woman's just like you. Like you have to meet, you need to go for coffee with this mom. She was a mom with her two young kids. And she's like, you just have to meet her. I think there's a whole other life for you. So I called her up right away and we went in for coffee and she explained that she actually got paid to make life easier for people by organizing their space and was a lot of what I was doing already for fun. So I I dove in. So I'm imagining that like the industry 12 plus years ago was like really different than it is now, right? Yeah, this is like pre-Marie Kondo. You were I like, know. You, were, I know. you were like, what do they call it when you go first? You were an early, not an early adopter. What, what yeah. do they call it? You were like a <laughs> pioneer. Pioneer of organizing. Yes. Yes. So I, or I actually, there is an organization called Professional Organizers in Canada. So I joined them right away and I was like, oh my God, there's all these other people like me that do this for a living and are having fun helping people. So I joined, I think we had... I can't even remember how many people in our chapter, but in the Toronto chapter, maybe 50 and really supportive group of, of women, mostly. I think there's a few men now, but it was at that time, just women. And we have, we had our conferences every year. We go to Vancouver one year. We 
have it here another year or go to Calgary and just like ways to support each other doing or different niches yeah. uh, of organizing. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what is like the biggest project you think you've ever worked on? Okay. Definitely know that one. I spent four months straight working in an office of 300 plus people. And my job there was to help every office space, whoever wanted their office space organized to help them organize it. Hundreds of employees basically helping them clear through paper and their desk and making it more efficient. And that is like the best gift to give people in an office. It was awesome. This CEO was, is a dream. She totally appreciated how wonderful it was to give your, your staff the space to like be more productive, but like more streamline their processes. And she was amazing because we also out of that project, we got rid, they had a whole warehouse full of stuff that we were able to get rid of. So. It saved, ended up saving the company tons because this whole huge warehouse was now no longer needed. We also created a central filing system so that there wasn't the need to duplicate. Right at the time, everyone was duplicating everyone's work. Like you have stacks of paperwork that you didn't need. Someone else had it on their desk. Someone else had it on their desk. And plus, never mind the, the internal system, right? But yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. And I did have the help of, there were two other organizers that would come once a week. So, wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That big. Okay. That it felt really like cool. a full time job. <laughs> I love that. I think with everybody working at home, it forced a lot of organizations to get like way better probably at those mm-hmm. kind of processes and like paper printing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But still, yeah. I would have absolutely loved that. Anyone listening to this who worked with me at Starbucks is like, yes, Kirsty could have totally used that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can use a little bit of, I'm sure every, even I can use a little bit of help with things, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, yeah. I was absolutely the person who was like, I know exactly where that resume is. Just a second. The stress they had feeling like they had to hold on to so much that they didn't actually need to. So for them, they're like, everything was just like a just in case and it was cluttering their space. So once we were able to like make proper systems, they're like, oh yeah, I don't need to be the holder of this. And their space became lighter and it became easier for them. Okay. Have you ever organized toy rooms before? Yeah. (laughs) What do we need to know about toy room organization? First of all, first step usually is trying to get the kids involved. So, you know, kids, they like everything and they like it when they like it and then they forget about it. But if you try and get rid of it, they're like, no, that's my favorite toy can't get rid of that. So it's it's getting them involved and trying to set up some kind of establishing with them first what how good it feels to let things go and to maybe know that someone else is going to get to use the toy that maybe wouldn't have had other toys to do, but also getting them early to get used to not needing so much because we have such a tendency of super parents wanting everything for our kids. And quite often it's too much really for them to be honest and it's overwhelming to them. So when they start the process, so typically I'll start with the kids and the parents, and then we'll have this time where we're just working with the parents to actually get it organized. And then at the end, the kids get to come in again and they, they feel the reward of their, their work too, right? So toy rooms, there's so many different ways to organize. You can do bins of things, but it's really nice to have a picture instead of a label quite often on the front of the bin so that they can see what's to go where. You want to make sure that the kids can 
reach things easily, but heavy things on the bottom, light things on top. We, I always recommend putting away stuff. So having been like switching out your toys. So that for the parents to put some stuff away in bigger bins, hide it away somewhere. And when the kids start to get, you know, maybe bored of their toys or could use something new, bring it out, but put away something else. Either it's time to donate it or it's time to, yeah. Time I to totally it. agree with that because I, I, we just collected up all these like, I don't like things that have little bits. Those things mm-hmm. drive me crazy. But mm-hmm. I think it was like LOL dolls or something. And they have all mm-hmm. these little tiny pieces, little purses and shoes and little yeah. drink cups. And they're just small. And so we collected yeah. them all up to give to somebody. Yes. And because they were all together and in a little container, yeah. my daughter started playing with them again. Yes. And I was like, Oh my gosh, because like that stuff all adds up. It's like a, there's an investment there of in that toy. And she's been like taking the container out, playing with it, putting it all back in the container. But I was like, this is, I, it was a great reminder for me that you need to like have like the first in, first out, like inventory system yes. of toys. Otherwise I would have gotten rid of it. And she's actually still getting like a ton of enjoyment from it. I love that idea about heavy, what you said, heavy on the bottom, light on the top and the pictures on the front. That's so handy. Yeah. Also, like I find when you're really thoughtful about where things are going, it's easier for them to clean up. Yeah. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. And also it's a good time with the kids before Christmas and before birthdays, especially is a really good time to just spend some time with them editing it. So it's not something you do once and then you forget about it. The toys just constantly accumulate. So the one in one eight rule is amazing. But also because toys, you know, they use something for a while, but they, they're growing and they lose interest. So it's really important to keep passing things on. So before Christmas or holidays and before birthdays is a super time to go through thing. with them. Yeah. yeah right. And I like what you said about how they get like a, they will learn that it feels better because yeah. I've noticed that if Stella, if I'm not on her to clean her room, she doesn't yeah. keep it necessarily tidy. And when I sit with her and we actually like go through and do, we kind of like make it like quality time, but we're actually cleaning her room. Then yeah, she feels so much better. She'll actually maintain it for a while after that. And yeah. so she's given me quite often given me like signals to make me think she actually does feel really better when everything's in its place and, and it's Definitely. a lot less chaotic. <laughs> But yeah. then she forgets, just like we all do. And then she, when she, the other day she was homesick and I made her organize a junk drawer. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know if that was fun or if I, you were punishing me. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching you life skills and also getting my girl right. organized at the same time. She was so funny about it. Okay. Yeah. Th- that's awesome. Okay. What about craft areas? Like, paint so in my my house we turned the basement bar like it's an older home so it has like the classic bar in the basement we turned it into a craft area awesome a little sink we have some storage area and we've got like a high like high bar stools and stuff so they kind of keep it contained but any tips about those kind of areas that are kind of naturally more messy so again bins are your best friend because you can and it's good to store like things together, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep your paint together, keep your paint brushes and all that in another area. So it's easy to find and easy to put away. You want like clear bins typically that you can see through so you can see what you're getting at and things that are easy to wipe down. So you're not going to use like wicker baskets in there. For the most part, you're going to use more. And wicker baskets also, not only are they not good for paint, 
because if they leak or something, but also because they can catch, like if you've got knitting or wool or things like that, they catch and snag and it's super annoying when it gets ruined. But yeah, basically just keeping like items together, keeping it in light, kind of easy to move bins, having obviously you're going to have your the mats to work on to keep surfaces clean. But just, yeah. I know. I'm thinking of like maybe trying to like fashion a laundry drying system in a way that they could like put their pants, like their pictures to dry. I'm trying to find a way to use more like wall. You know what I mean? Do you have like a go-to place that you love for like storage bins or shelves or anything like that? Is there anything we should know about? Is there any like insider tips? There's so many good places. And right now we're so lucky because there's so many things. There didn't used to be, you know, 10 years. Now there's so, so much more. I do use Ikea stuff for a lot. Ikea's got those great, like, even if you put up the hanging rods and then you can dangle those little baskets from it, like on a little clip, or you can do all kinds of, you can, so you can have stuff displayed in the little baskets, like you have your pens and your all different pencil crayons and things like that. But for you can use, oh my gosh, for hanging art is so smart because not only is it obviously out of the way to dry, but it's also visually beautiful. That's and you true. Can the rewards of your work, right? So I'll go to any, I like bin stores. We just lost stars in our neighborhood. I'm so sad. Oh but yeah. They all kinds of good stuff for, yeah. They had There's a really so many things. Even Michael's is amazing for craft stuff. They have all kinds of organizing Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that when it's out and easy for them to like access, then they just naturally make more art and like experiment more. So I love that. And it's become like, it's basically their meditation. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like everyone always assumes as an organizer, like I like everything should be perfectly clean and tidy. I don't agree with that. And messy is creative. Like it's incredibly important. It's just having a place for things to go back to makes it that much easier to become creative when you want to do it too, right? So there's a place for mess, definitely in every space. <laughs> okay, that, yeah. that's hugely relieving for me to hear. Thank you for giving <laughs> me that permission. So I feel like home organizing, you know, or even like organizing in an office, I feel like this might be a thing where women are like afraid to invest in themselves that way. Is that mm-hmm. is that a common thing? Like what should we, what, if somebody's like, man, I would love somebody like Brie to come in and help yeah. me organize my life. But they're like, I mean, technically I could probably do it myself. We know yeah. they're not going to necessarily get around to it or have yeah. like, I'm all for hiring experts to help me do things that I'm not yeah. an expert in. But what would you tell somebody who's like on the fence about it? Oh, and this is so common. You're right. Like everybody's on the fence because you feel a little bit of like, inner guilt exactly like oh I should be able to do this but why do you need to do everything yourself you don't so I'm always telling people it's more fun when you do it with somebody be like it's easier to let things go if you have someone to to share your story with so often what I find is people just need they just want to feel heard and let something be released before letting it go so it's just really helpful like I'm I'm full of questions there to listen to those stories and an extra set of hands so things go twice as fast. And it's it's nothing to be embarrassed of. Like, I often find people at first, they're like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed to show you my space. I don't want to. And I'm always like, please don't even touch anything in your space before you come, before I come. I want to see exactly what you're living like. I've seen it all and I have. <laughs> and I'm not judgmental. Like, I, I all I want to do is make it better for you. 
And none of us are perfect. We all have our things. I wish I went to the gym every day, but I don't, you know, like, so there's, there's all things that we could do to improve our lives. And it's okay to take care of yourself. Like if you feel like this will help make your days easier, because it will, then do it because you're, you're important and you're supporting. If most of my clients are moms and they're so busy and they're supporting so many people. And why not have a few tools in your own toolbox that help support you? Like it's, it just makes sense. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. My, I remember this is years ago. And so like both parents working out of the home, two really young kids. And I decide I'm going to like, I'm going to get myself a cleaning lady. And <laughs> this woman's going to like, you know, she just like changed my life. She was amazing yeah. and so helpful. And it's just, it was great. And I did not tell. My mother, my mother in law for yeah. a really long time because I was like, Oh no, I can't tell anyone. But when I finally did, both of them were like, Good for you. Oh, I love that you did that. I'm so proud of you. And I was like, What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're accepting now of like, it's okay to take care of yourself and to take care of what you need and get help from people who know what they're doing and know how to help you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you're right. It goes twice as fast and the feeling of like lightness and like mm-hmm. accomplishment that you have after like you've tackled that corner or that room yeah. or that thing that you're really embarrassed yeah. that like you don't want anyone to see when they come over. Yeah, absolutely. And also we've been kind of in the home oh, yeah. way more than normal, not kind yeah. of, we have for yeah. <laughs> two years. So like it makes sense that stuff would be accumulating. I know in the early part of the pandemic, it was like, you know, really like trendy to clean your garage out or like yeah. declutter and stuff. But some of us didn't get around to it. So mm-hmm. also I would imagine before a move that that could be like you yeah. someone like you could be really helpful. So you're yeah. supporting people right now and tell us the areas if someone's listening that you could help them. So it really, there's such a variety. Like right now I have two clients that I'm helping. One of them, I'm helping their mother who's downsizing into a a home. So I've helped this family for a long time, kind of quarterly. I come in and just, we do a reorganize and just like get on top of things. But their, their mother is moving into a, a home. So we're downsizing and getting rid of what we can, like helping pack stuff, but also like, what can we let go of? And it does make it so much easier having like a third party when it's something so sensitive like that, because family can tell family things all the time, but hearing it from someone else or like really having someone else to talk to is so valuable. I also, oh my goodness, I have a few clients actually who have brain injuries that need help, not just organizing their home, but day-to-day stuff. So it's help with their schedule, help with their planning, you know, when they get forms coming in for sometimes claims and things like that, we go through it all, help with bill payments online and just basically regularly seeing them to keep their life sort of on track. And it's so, it's a very intimate, like my relationships with my clients are very intimate because it's your most personal self that you're showing and sharing and needing help with. So there's a lot of that. And then my other major area is with busy moms. So moms who are just doing it all. And and I want to say dads, like there are some dads too, but it's it typically is moms that are carrying a lot of it and just need help. So just need the extra hands and the extra time. And just me coming forces them to, to put time aside to do the work. Because if I'm not coming, everything else will just take priority. Yeah. Right. So it's me coming, actually coming. It's 
just getting me there is half the battle, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. Are you going into people's homes right now? Right now I am. Oh, thankfully it was, uh, it was a different winter for sure. Yeah. So I love being in people's homes and it's often one on one, which is a lot of fun, but I'm also doing some stuff online that I created some programs online. Well, while I needed to ways to help. It started off with just little ideas to help my existing clients who needed help. Like I was doing some virtual organizing, but it's not quite the same. But it's good. It's helpful if you already know the client and the routines, but to come into someone's house who you haven't really spent time with or know their systems, it's harder to do virtually. So I created some things that they could do themselves from home. Okay, amazing. Um, yeah. So I've got, I created this because I do a lot of coaching as well. I created something that kind of brings in all three areas of my expertise and I called it the, the big game of life. So it was a three month program and I'm doing it again this winter, but it's a three month program where you get an email every week and instructions basically to organize one area of your home. So it's quite detailed on what you're going to do for this specific area of your home. And then there's another area. It's like the productivity, they call it headspace, creating headspace. So it's like something good for your brain. So whether it's, you know, helping you to declutter your part, your task of the week could be to declutter your apps on your phone, could be to like get rid of your, go, go and delete a bunch of emails and undelete, unsubscribe from people. That feels so good. <laughs> it's so much fun. And then the third, the third trifecta is the joy. So it's a creating joy part. So I really believe that we all could use a little more love and self-care. So there's an aspect to it where they have, you have a little task of the week to do something for yourself and to make more room for joy in your life. So it's fun. So that's, that was a lot of fun creating it. And I did it a few times over the winter and we had a lot of fun groups participating at the same time. So that was fun. But do they see. get to interact with you live or is it all done by email just yes, so we can? I, so I didn't do live for the first one, except for we had a Facebook, so a private Facebook group, which was optional. So there was nothing in it that you had to be a part of it because I know not everyone is on Facebook and that's fine. Those that did join in Facebook had a lot of fun on Facebook, <laughs> uh, just sharing stories and like laughing at things they found because people, you find all kinds of things in your home and you're like, I can't believe I found what I found under my bed. So there was that aspect and this coming year, I'm doing it again, but I've also turned it into a coaching program as well. So people have the optional add-in of doing coaching virtually through it as well. Because I found it was kind of a learning curve because some people have a lot of time and were really on it. And like some people had already pretty decently organized spaces and just wanted to edit their home, whereas other people had tremendous amounts to do. And it was like they could have used a little extra support. So I'm trying to meet everybody where they are with it should be fun. I'm excited. And, and there is a feedback aspect to it. So there's a, a form they can fill in every week with where I ask them questions and see what they got through and trying to keep them somewhat accountable to doing the work, which is awesome. That's really important. Yeah, I it was really helpful. Neat. Yeah, I love that. You know what I've realized? So in the last year we moved and renovated and now I am like the storage units are all gone and everything was dumped in my basement and I'm slowly going through things and there's like the natural like letting go of stuff. But then there's also like I haven't hosted like I haven't had like a ton of parties or like big dinners or anything. So I'm like all this stuff I used to have that I just haven't used in the last few years. Do I pack it away? Yeah. Or do I get rid of it? Like, yeah, I'm not really sure. But what I've noticed is that there's a I will start and I'll be like super like 
into it. I'll like the kids are asleep and I'll turn on like a, even a Christmas movie and I'll be like, I'm going to do these three boxes tonight. And then I stop because there is an emotional component to letting go of stuff. And especially for me, it's like a life, like my, my life is so different mm. that I can, I can get like really tripped up and all of a sudden I'm like ignoring the boxes for three weeks and I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. Definitely. There's this whole mix of emotions. Like some, sometimes it feels amazing and it's really easy. And other times it's, it's just little pieces. Something really random can trigger these emotions. And it's just, you need to make time and space and it's okay to feel sad. It's, you need to process things. Like it's okay to, to, to feel that and then need to let go. So always with organizing, the first rule is to just start small. Start smaller than you think and allow more time than you think because you want to be able to get through this little little task, whatever it is, if it's one box or if it's your medicine cabinet or if it's just your underwear drawer. Like you don't say, oh, I'm going to organize the whole house because you will get overwhelmed quickly and then your house is probably going to look way worse than it was to begin with and it's going to take you longer to get back to it. So you want to feel those little like, yeah, I did it moments, right? So. And you got to allow, if, especially if you know it's something emotional, like just allow it, allow the room for it because, yeah, but it, it's a perfect opportunity as well to say goodbye to something. Right? Yes. Like, yes. You know, it's, and that's just part of life. Like we, we have things and we move on and it's just, you got to ask yourself, is it something, when you look at something, is it something you still are using or needing or loving? And if, and is it making you feel good? Because if it's none of those, and it's okay to let it go, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I feel like there's certain clothing items that I should get rid of in my closet that remind yeah. me of the pandemic. Sweatpants? Uh-huh. <laughs> pants and more sweatpants? <laughs> I, like, I was like, the winter clothes are coming back. And I'm like, I don't want to wear this. That's all I think yeah. about the pandemic. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen where people are like, oh, God, this doesn't make me feel good. Good. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are such great tips and and I love it. And just giving us permission to, like you said, to feel sad and to like to ask ourselves, when do we ever stop and ask ourselves if we really want or need this or if we love it still? So yeah, I love that. I cannot wait to hear what people start to declutter and clean out and all the links where you can find Brie online for her online programs or to book a consultation is all going to be in the show notes so you can connect with her. And I believe you have a newsletter. So that's also a way to, to stay in touch. And you are also in different parts of Ontario that you do these. So can you tell everybody where they could work with you, like physical locations where they could work for you? Physically, I'm in my home locations in Toronto. So anywhere in the GTA, I'll travel to. My sessions have a four hour minimum because I find it takes four hours to really dive into something, but those sessions are cut after six hours because we're all exhausted. <laughs> you especially <laughs> just because of the emotional content, but I'm also happy to have a spot in Prince Edward County. So anywhere in the county, I'd love to come and help you organize anything you've got, whether it's a home or a workspace or kids room, anything. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Okay. Great. All right. What else do I want to ask you? Oh, I know what else I want to ask you. You have a 16 and an 18 year old, you said, correct? Yeah, I sure do. What was, this is what was going through my mind as we're chatting. 
I was thinking, I don't know what it is about the summers and Christmas, but it makes me do like a mental note of how many yeah. summers or Christmases I have with my kids until they move out. Oh, God. <laughs> so I think a lot of listeners would have the same question as I do, which is what do we need to remember as our kids get older, Brie? Like what, mm. what do you wish you had known? What, what do you yeah. wish somebody had told you? Good question. I can't, I can't let you go without <laughs> asking you that. <laughs> Good question. Especially now that my oldest just went off to university. So stuff isn't that important. Time is. So your most valuable resource really is your time. So spending that in ways that make you happy and that'll make your kids happy and your family happy are definitely the most important thing. So we all have this tendency to be really busy and feel like everything needs to be perfect. And, you know, that that has its place, but it's not as important as the big picture stuff, which is family and time. Time really is so valuable. And the kids realize it too as they get older. It's hard not to focus on all the stuff when the kids are little because you just want to give them everything. Like we we love them to bits and you like they want everything. But they as they get older, they appreciate all the other the stuff you actually do with them. Yeah. Just just spend that time. They value you more than anything, right? Just like you value them. So Oh, yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for being here with us today and for giving us all these great tips. And I'm going to make sure I tag you in my before and afters because this winter I am tackling the rest of those boxes. Like it's happening and I'm like little tiny baby steps, but we got, we got the Lego organized. It's in like beautiful new bins and I'm going to put some built-ins in. I'm going to tag you in all my pictures of my beautiful craft area. area. And send me a note if you get hung up on anything. Okay. Yeah, I've seen lots, so I can help. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Guys, I really hope that you got some cool takeaways from the conversation I had with Bree. I wanted to remind everybody that this is such a process and not to put so much pressure on yourself as you start the new year. There can be a ton of outside messaging around like new year, new you, and it's all kind of really a marketing tactic. (laughs) Let's be honest. They are feeding into our deepest desires and fears when they say this, that we want things to feel different in 2022 and in the new year. And so if we just remind ourselves that there's a lot of marketing at play here, we can kind of block out the noise and focus on what matters to us. So is this your year to get more efficient with your time? Are you wanting to do that at work or personally? Or is it the year that you start to really live with less and you need to focus on your home environment. You need to be really, you need to be careful, right? That you don't take on too many things that you need to overhaul at once, but more pick a focus area. And I always like to remind people that when I was quote unquote embracing a more simplified way of life, when this started for me, it was years ago. And even just the process of simplifying what was going on in my home that took over a year. And now it's like an ongoing process because I've done two renovations. I've moved in this time where I've been focused on my home and and feeling more, more ease in my home. So it's ongoing. It's not something that I did and it was completed. And then life, life went on with a more simplified approach. It's just this constant awareness for where things don't feel like they're flowing and where things are like could be done in a 
in a simpler way. It's not always easy. We have to remind ourselves it's not always easy. The process could be extremely hard and painful, and it could include grieving and loss and a ton of change. But the outcome is ease and flow. And so let's think about what our focus is for the year. Instead of getting overwhelmed and not doing anything, what is it? For me, 2022, one of the big things that I believe will bring me more flow and more ease is working slowly to guide my kids that are now older in some new habits and rituals to helping around the house. And that takes me being organized. That takes things having a home. It takes, you know, clear expectations for them and for me on what help looks like and when help works. Like, is it something has to be on the weekend, in the mornings, in the evenings? Oh, there's so many little things, right? It's not just like I decide everybody needs to help more and then poof, they do. It's a process. So I know, though, that I am not going to try and tackle a ton of other things because that is the thing that I believe will unlock the most impact for me. They're older. They can take on more. We don't have a renovation. We've, we're feeling a lot more settled in our new home and on our new routines. And so now I want to layer on this just better habits around helping me. And then they get a nicer, you know, less angry, more patient mother (laughs) out of it. (laughs) I won't tell them that, but that's probably what they're going to get. Anyway, so. Yeah, I just want to remind people it's a process. Don't tell yourself you're going to declutter your home in 30 days. That's just, it's not going to work. Don't set unrealistic expectations for yourself because you'll just get totally thrown off when you can't meet them. So I want you guys to be successful. And so I wanted to make sure I dropped in this reminder. Again, make sure you tag me and Bree and let us know where you're decluttering and organizing your life. And remember, it doesn't always need to be about your stuff in your home. It could be your calendar at work. It could be your routines. It could be about helping other people in the home. Okay, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.